G'day everyone and welcome back to the Hardball Gets AFL show brought to you by our friends at Mazda. Completely packed for work and the weekend, the new Mazda BT50 SP is the complete package. Today on the show, we try and kick some goals with six points of interest. There's plenty to kick around. Let's get stuck in. It is the Hardball Gets AFL show. No Nick Rin today. My name's Chris Robinson, joined by Xavier Ellis, who's still sewing his sides back together after my great intro, and Jackson Barrett. How are we, guys? I'm here to kick some goals, mate. Yeah, I didn't mind that. Because it was six points and it's goal. I know. I I got it. It was good. I thought the read off the top was a bit sacrosanct, but now you're playing games with it. I don't know how I feel about it. You think it should be just the same every week? Straight up and down. No, I don't mind a bit of creativity. Is anything better than Nick? But you did forget the uh, stream. the streamer yeah. plug. I did yeah, forget the streamer plug. E A M E R. If you're in local footy, I have been paying close attention to the the ease in streamer. and the commentators are really handsome and funny. Yeah, and just down for anything. There you go. That's right. No, we should say if you want to listen to more of Jackson Barrett's dulcet tones, and they are decidedly dulcet, then get around streamer. Bit of news kicking around this morning, guys. Um, Adam Simpson just doing his press conference oh, okay. as we speak. There's a bit coming What's out happened? of that. Just the new uh, out and all that sort Jeremy of stuff. Jeremy McGovern ruled out for the season. Uh, Luke Stranaticus stepped away. What's oh, okay? Um, just personal reasons. And then I think he's been Simo's been pretty strong from what I've literally just read walking in here on I am not doing the North Melbourne job, have no interest. I would say a hundred to one. Yeah, and I have no inside knowledge of this at all. I work with Nikki Simpson, Adam's wife, and I'm trying to dig in there, but uh, <laughs> she puts up a firm wall. But um, no, no. I look, I think two years left on a contract. Nizzy said no. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a bit of. If I was a coach who had won a flag, so you've banked the premiership, right? And you've also competed in another one. Granted, beaten convincingly by Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. Is it not some part of you that is a little bit excited by the prospect of a number one draft pick, a number two draft pick, a rebuild, just to really like stretch your, yourself? It's like and a blank tr- canvas, right? Like yeah, a yeah. To you know the new, the new journey, I guess. Um, I don't know. I think that maybe that might excite Simo a little bit. Definitely, that that's going to be tough in terms of rebuilding your own list with all those achievements and all those memories. In terms of having to say goodbye to some yeah, great soldiers. Of course, but at least you've got that premiership and you've got that thing that unites the group mm-hmm. to the end, really. Um, she's the only one that really, yeah, Nick Nat missing out is so unfortunate. But other than that, I reckon the real soldiers are, are going to be linked together forever. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting few weeks, months, years um, down at West Coast. Uh, Andrew Embley said this week, I uh, saw so that this year is not the worst year. Though. They've got lower to slump. Next year is going to be worse. But yeah. at least next year, it's not the 30-year-olds who are getting beaten by 100. It's probably 18, 19-year-olds. That's the only thing I'd say. Is that I don't think that's worse if the kids are getting beaten as opposed to the former stars. A bit more mm. to get excited about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Watch this space with West Coast. Um, should we get stuck in, Shan? I'm happy to kick this off while we're still talking about North Melbourne. So let me float an idea to you guys. So Geelong returned to the top of the ladder this week. Yeah. Um, we know how good they've been. They've always just, you know, the past few years, they're just continually in that premiership window, top four finishes, just Amazing. knocking on the door, the rest yeah. of it. Isn't it time that we started 
to bring them back to the field, should we take away their top draft pick at this year's draft and just remove their top draft pick? Oh, just here, to level here we go. Field? Yeah, no. I In get case your point. you can't yeah. tell, I'm being facetious yes. and showing you what it looks like in the opposite side of the priority pick debate for yeah. North Melbourne because I'm so steadfastly against the idea of the priority pick being handed out arbitrarily and the debate that we these, have at least every these two days or three it's years. not pick one, two and three or like one, two or three what it'd be 19, 20, 21 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But 10 I'd, years, 15, 20 years ago it was like the top end of the draft you got the yes, priority pick. Yeah, And yeah. now that is dangerous. But it's just I, I just the debate seems to come around every two or three years just with the worst team in it and it's just like well they're just the worst team in it and Someone the has priority you're correct and the priority pick that they get is they have their priority yeah. over any player under the age of whatever it is yeah, they on are, the entire they, they, win they the can take pick. whoever they want. Well, the That's only thing priority. is, unless um, the NGA slips in, and I, I don't Correct. think, yeah, which I, I, I don't think they NGA should be able to pick. Pick one. I just don't think that's the case. Should be the case. But anyway, um, oh yeah, the one thing I would, whose list would you take? North Melbourne's right now or West Coast's? Probably North Melbourne. North Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're further yeah. advanced. I think yeah. they're sort of five in like the Larky, Mackay. LDU, Thomas, if he gets right. Like Horn Francis, Philip Francis, yeah. Oh, there's, there's certain pick three that. Whereas West played. Coast, their, their, their equivalent right now is Jai Cully, who's not played, Brady Hoff, Campbell Chesser, who's not played. And mm. maybe Oscar Allen's a last Oscar type, Allen. But he, yeah. Oscar Allen's 24 next year. Like, he's, he's older than you think now, too. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I'm not a priority pick, man. Um, you're right. If you want to be a bit tricky and get two picks in the top 10, trade your first pick. Yeah, and get get pick eight and ten or whatever you want for it. But. Where do you stand on the Gold Coast Suns style? Um, here are three almost like pre-selection picks, but they've got to be over the age of twenty three and from the state league because they got Sam Collins, who's now their number one defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't mind that helping hand. Yeah, yeah I don't mind that helping yeah. hand because they're could players like that be worthwhile. Yeah, but they're also players that people could have swooped on for years. Yeah, and years they've and been. Years. It's not like oh, here's. Um, the star that everyone's had their eyes on will have him, thanks. Like, yeah, I agree. I don't mind having a couple of free goes at the state league players. That, that, that's fine. But, yeah, anything that is rewarding being shit and really shit, I, I, I think it's not a great thing. 100%. And it's rewarding and it's not, enough that yeah. you get your guaranteed the top pick. The as system's the team in place, last. Right? It's not even a lottery system where it's like, oh, you could be stiffed by the lottery two and or three in a row. And if it was West Coast, Collingwood, Adelaide, but the really big, big financially... I think a bit of the um, priority picks based around the finances and the membership base of Melbourne, uh, North Melbourne going, mm-hmm. oh, we need them up the ladder quicker rather than later because there are going to be calls for them to go to Tassie. There's going to be uh, worries about um, Eddie Had Stadium having fo- Marble Stadium so. having 15 that's even, people. That's in even it. worse yeah. than no, no, standard. Yeah, I think though, it's, a like... whole club, it's a whole club priority pick to yeah. try and get people through the doors. Yeah. To the club and the money through the gates. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, the other thing with North Melbourne, I feel like people have short memories with North. So North is North made a prelim in 2015. You were playing in that yeah. game, save, and they, and the they, they were up by three goals yeah. a quarter time. Yeah. So they were at that point they're probably favourite to make a grand final because it's three goals to none. Yeah. And you guys were pretty rattled until JK sort of got you Took going in mark, the second yeah. quarter. Um, I looked it up before. You had 21 touches as well, so just played your part. But um, so I thought you probably top three or four touches on the ground there, <laughs> probably for West Coast. But that was 2015. And then even 20, I had a look, 2018, 2019, they were 50%. They're 22 and 22 across those years. They've only had three. This is only year three of being bad. And so, yeah, so you mentioned one prelim too. There's, there's probably two before that they as well. They played in 2014 played, as well. Yeah. One in Sydney and one in yeah. Adelaide. Yeah, something like that. So, and, yeah. and I don't think they were ever, ever favourites to win any of them. 
but it was still no, a bloody good effort still too. Still there in the final four. I was listening to an NBA podcast today, and they were talking about the Dallas Mavericks and whether they'd finish above a team or not. And they're like, "We got to respect that they made the Western Conference Finals last year. Like, they made prelims. They, they are good enough." Mm, but yeah, no, nah, I think yeah, down you go, rebuild, see what happens. Yep, for sure. Uh, you know, we say um, to win a premiership, you know, a large part of your list needs to have their best individual seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melbourne last year, so many players had their best individual seasons. Uh, Selby, who was on the podcast on Monday, highlighted, I don't know if you heard it, 22 of the 23 players that played in the grand final played against Geelong on the weekend. Unreal. So there's never been a grand final team that's ever played a game together after a mm-hmm. grand final. They have 22 out of 23 out there, and the other one was Jordan for Bedford or something, whatever it was. So I just want to quickly fly through Melbourne's side. I, I think they're going like... Not going that great. I know. I'm not saying they can't win the flag, but how many of these players are having their career best or at their career best? Mm-hmm. And we're going to go through them really quickly, okay? Yep. Uh, Jack Viney. Yeah, best Jeff, pretty close. Yeah, yeah, pretty yep. close. Yep. Clary Oliver. Yeah. Uh, Brayshaw. Mm. He's finished third in Brown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, everybody's okay. All right, then uh, we'll go Stephen May. <sighs> Probably last year. Yep, yeah, last year, I agree. Petrarca. Probably last year. year. Uh, Ed Langdon. Hmm. Started pretty been well. A, been a bit more up and down this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, a bit. Yeah. Salem. Uh, nah, hasn't had a run at it. Jordan. Wow. Well, it's his second yeah, year. It's a bit of an asterisk. Yeah. Yeah. Harms. Nah. No, last year. Hibbard. No. Gorn. No. Lever. Probably not. No. Neil Bullen. Or possibly. Sparrow. Jackson. Bowie. Jackson, yes. Uh, Petty. Brown, Fritch, yeah, like there's uh, Pickett, Bedford, Spargo, Hunt. Mm. There's nothing there that you go... See your point, yeah. Yeah, mm. gee whiz, they're jumping off the page. Last year, they probably had 18 players having their career best years. This year, they might have five that are at or better than what they've ever done in the past. Do you think Melbourne can... Not can they win, of course they can win if they turn it right. But how confident are you in Melbourne right now? I still think they're my one seed. Still your one would. I... Um Geelong, obviously, making Brisbane a case as last well. couple I went of weeks, through Brisbane as well, and it's a similar story. Brisbane yeah. haven't won consecutive games since, like, round nine. That's a yeah. worry. Like, they're not, they're not the team they were at round six or yeah. at the end of last year. Um, they're, I think Brisbane are well and truly back in the pack now. Um, I just trust a lot of those guys at Melbourne. Like, I just trust a lot of those guys to get it done in the last... They're pretty Wake basic players, aren't they? I think we spoke about it. They're, they're a little bit like Richmond. They've got a couple of stars like Dusty, Petrarca, and Oliver. Yeah. Yeah. And then they've got a lot of people who are just like foot soldiers, as Clarko would call them, as I just try and take my glasses, jump and everything off. <laughs> it's a bit awkward. You, do, you just uh, disrobed the jumper. Your glasses have gone flying off. Midpoint. Yeah, it was smooth enough, though. Oh, yeah. If we're talking about it, it wasn't that smooth. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's that's my point. Is I reckon Melbourne aren't at the. That, you can look at Frio, who are sitting third. Yeah. How many would you say having career best years there off the top of your head? Probably seventy. Probably seventy yeah. percent of who's playing. Yeah, they're on the rise. Yeah. It's interesting to and did you did you? Oh, I guess two thousand and nine was a bit different for you guys, Dave, because you struggled, really struggled that yeah. year. Um. So comparing that to where Melbourne is, sort of the year after a premiership, do you consciously or subconsciously? slip into the mode of I, I we don't argue, quite have to do it now but we know we can do it when uh, it counts. I still argue no. We had like 18 or 19 players have surgery after that grand final so yep. we were that far behind. Yeah, you guys are a bit of a different case. Um, look, they, well, Hawthorne say the second time round they knew they had a switch. 
like they just knew that they had a level to hit, and I think Melbourne probably a bit like that too. Like mm-hmm. they, they just know that, but sometimes it can bite you in the ass. The switch just doesn't flick on. Yep. Like my house at the yep. moment, there's no power today, which is a real pain <laughs> in the ass. Um, but you know, they go all right then, Clary. Right, here we go, prelim final. Here, yep, bang, and Clary has twenty one disposals, and Petrarca yeah. kicks three points, and but Max just, Gorn kicks. He's kicking is either hit or miss, really. Yeah, and even if you just if you have to travel for yeah. that prelim, if they have to come to to Frio. Yeah. Because they didn't finish in the top two. And then two. you're looking at Spargo and those guys, and they're just trying their guts out in the max level as it is. So mm. uh, it'd be interesting. I, 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 ooh, I'm cooling on Melbourne. What do they look like without Clary for the first time in 100 and whatever it is, 40-odd games? I think we learn a bit about them this weekend, don't we? Yeah, I think you lose the... Well, Petrarca plays a lot of midfield as it is, but you shut him out. Does Brayshaw go back in there? Or is his role now too important? Well, Salem's now been back for a couple of weeks, so maybe Brayshaw. All I keep yeah. thinking about is Luke Dunstan in that uh, in the doco, where it's kind of just like, finally, my moment yeah. to shine. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, such a big Luke waiting, Dunstan Just been fan. waiting for the whole time. Is he a left-footer? Oh, testing me. Uh, 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 isn't he... in my head, he's got like one of the very few left-footers that just aren't good kicks. He's not Clayton Oliver, but isn't he like... If, yeah, no, he's if you re- don't want to upset your system, he's yeah. your like for like. Plug do, him in for a week. He's, he's the um, mum. Can we have Clayton Oliver? We've got Clayton, Clayton Oliver. Oliver. Home. Yeah, this yeah. Luke Dunstan. The, um, so before you do, I think I did Google how he went last week in the twos, and I think he played really bloody well. Have a look, mate. Uh, Dunstan had twenty nine disposals. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Just to like pivot back to North Melbourne a little bit. Poor um, North, I don't, I don't get mentioned in how we did bury them. <laughs> the, the interim coach, I'm really interested at the moment about how do you best maximise the six weeks with an interim coach? So this is Lee Adams, all reports, ripping bloke, future in the game, all mm-hmm. of those things. He was my draft. Really? I think he was, yeah. Um, North Melbourne are 3-10 and 10 in the VFL and second bottom on the ladder. So he is 3-10 and 10 in a league that has the... Southport Sharks in it, and now he's coaching a team against Rich. No, don't against think Richmond it's, at the G. That bag Werribee, mate. Mick Barlow's side. They got bloody Werribee <laughs> in that league. Nothing against, nothing against him, but like, is he is what he's going to learn in the next six weeks? Does that outweigh what they can learn about their system and their players and stuff? Like, what do you do in the six weeks with an with an interim coach? What's the best way to, uh, to get something out of? I it? think you just strip it right back, and I think some clubs. So, for example, Elsa Clarkson's game plan was not complicated, but there was obviously a game plan and style. But the thing that sat above it all was take what the oppo give you. Yeah. Simple as that. So if there's a spare man, just kick it to them. Whereas I think you look at some of those teams and you think they're trying to do – against that Geelong game, they kick it short to a man who could play on from a kick in and then he'd roll over here. Like, that's just too complicated. Like, just kick it along to your ruckman if you have to. Yeah. I think just strip it right back. Play players in the positions they're meant to be playing in. Uh, we've seen the Giants. I know it hasn't worked that well. Uh, they've beaten the teams they're meant to have beaten and lost the teams they're meant to have lost to. But just go, right, oh, Jed Anderson, you're actually a midfielder, believe it or not. They played really well on the weekend. He played a lot more midfield time than half forward. Mm-hmm. LDU, he's playing a great season. Finish yep. your season off high. We're not doing anything fancy with you. Tar- Taron Thomas, if he's available to return whenever. Ben McCoy, you're actually but, a gun defender. Yeah, you don't full, go forward. You're a full back. Um, you ju- just play the players where they belong. Horn Francis, you, guess what? You're a number one draft pick. Mm-hmm. 29 disposals in the twos last weekend. Who cares? Play 
85% midfield and for the 15% you're on the bench. Don't worry about some stupid rotation into a forward pocket to try and extend your minutes. Yeah. Who cares? Just stick to stick to like the exact positions you're meant to mm-hmm. and then strip it right back is what I would think. So with that said, does it matter who's sitting in the in the big chair in the No, box? hence why I think a lot of people who with coaching aspirations probably don't want to do it because it doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Whereas Lee Adams, I don't know what his aspirations are, but if you're coaching at VFL level, not many have gone from VFL level to AFL coach from memory. Sam Mitchell. But he he took a deliberate yeah. step back from mm-hmm. after being an assistant at Premiership over here. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I don't I don't think high on his agenda he would be going. Oh, gee, was I'm going to go for the AFL jobs this year anyway. So I think if for yep. him it's like, oh, how could this six games of coaching? It's like David Hale when he did it when Ross Lyon got sacked. He was like, well, why not? I'm not putting my hand up to coach a senior coach in the next couple of years anyway. So I might as well have a crack at it. Mm-hmm. So so what do you suggest, Jack? Are you are you talking about more the timing of it? They should have seen it out a bit more with. Noble or nah? So the one that strikes me, I know you're big on, um, you know, bringing in the bloke who's sitting next to the bloke who couldn't get it done. Shouldn't happen. John isn't John Blakey one of the most experienced assistant coaches in the game? He's done it at Sydney. Um, he was at Brisbane, I think, in the yeah, three peat years, um, and now he's come back and he's sitting next to next to David Noble and Lee Adams has sort of jumped him. I just don't. I just think Lee Adams is being thrown to the wolves a little bit over the mm. next six weeks. And as a coach, yeah. would he not get more out of just spending the next six weeks with his VFL side that's sort of already yeah. in yeah. the gutter? But can I, you turn down the job, though? But I think he's happy no, to be thrown to can't. the wolves. I think you'd be happy to be thrown to the wolves. If, if your aspirations aren't, if he doesn't go, as I said, I'm in the top four candidates for a job at the Giants. Yep. And then you turn up and coach and you go zero and six with an average losing margin of 10 goals. As yep. much as no one's going to go, oh, it's your fault because you took over a good team and it turned to water, um, I think you're still – you can't make any changes. So why, why pick a person like a Blakey or whatever? Yep. Just a young bloke gets to go at it. Well, this is a North Melbourne board that's um, given an interim coach the permanent job before. So I'm mm. sure they won't. Won't happen again. Won't yes. happen. So More chance <laughs> of me being flown to the UK <laughs> to run the 100 in the Com Games. How would you go, do you reckon? I reckon my calf would go at the 20. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say, this is a bit of a nuffy one, so just bear with me here, guys, but I wanted to circle back to um, something we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. I missed last week's pod, but we are talking about Jack McRae a couple of weeks ago, yep. and we've raised the topic of the best players to never win a best and fairest at their club. Uh, I ended up doing a bit of research. Someone someone tweeted oh, straight, straight away. Did you get a few suggestions? Well, if you've got them there, I'm sure one will pop. I, I I've, I've come up with a short list of you, seven. You go your short list. And I, I, know I the, may well have missed one or well, two. Well, I know the player that, that, that they've texted me, so if, if it's not in there, I'll add it. Okay, please do. So this is my short list of seven. This is AFL era since yeah. 1990. Um, Jared Roughhead. Jeremy McGovern, Cyril Rioli, fair player, Eddie Betts, Jimmy Bartell never won a best and fairest. Jimmy was the player. Josh Kennedy at West Coast. And then the one that probably stands out to me, Matthew Lloyd never won a best and fairest. Matthew Lloyd never won a best and fairest. If James Heard just clean those up. Yeah, he would have. He's, but he's got a few of them. But did I mean, Mark and Jason Johnson or someone pop him for a yeah, couple too? Okay. Back up, you guys talk about yourself. Oh, I reckon maybe Jason Johnson or someone might have snuck a couple uh, back in the day. Jimmy Bartel's the one that surprised me. Obviously, yeah, being a Brownlow so. medalist, but I think his Brownlow year was well. Pritter didn't win the it, best and fairest when he won the yeah, Brownlow. Eric McKenzie got it. Um, was it not? Was his Brownlow year Bartel not quite a bit above every other year? I can't remember it so well. Uh, was it 07, 08? 07, 07, 07. Yeah. 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 No, well, that, and, but also they had the wave of Geelong were no good. 
Yeah. So, like, this is unbelievable. And Jimmy was a part of that. This is unbelievable. Yeah, that's a bloody good side to be trying to win best and fairest in. Mm-hmm. And Enright or someone would have won it that year. Yeah. Best and fairest are that. Yeah. And I think that's the best thing about a best and fairest is um, the coaches know what the role was, know who you played on. The umpires sit there and go... Um, He's had a lot of it. Jesus, did we see on the board that uh, Bartel had 36? Yeah, right. And I'm not saying Jimmy's yeah. done that because Jimmy's a star, but... Um, yeah, Enright, who would just do the job. Enright would stop a player, stop a star, or be a star, like whatever yep. he wanted. Um, as an example of why he'd win best and fairest over Brownlee medalist. But yeah, Jimmy Bartel's one that stands out. Rough Ed, the year he won the Coleman's a bit of a surprise. Mm. I can't remember it from memory, but uh, he won a Coleman, so he's obviously had a good year. Yeah. So this is the list, um, the Matthew Lloyd list. So through his career, this is who got it at Essendon every year. Heard, heard, heard. Sean Denham in 1997. Sean Denham. <laughs> Probably not a name I expected to see on that what list. What year was that? 97. Okay, in between, yeah. Um, Damien Hardwick, 98. Dimmer. Mark McCurry, 1999. Mark, Great player. Yeah, number two. Dustin Fletcher won it in 2000 in their all-conquering the, the premiership yeah. year. Um, then Jason Johnson, Mark Johnson, uh, Heard and Lucas shared it in 2003. Adam McPhee. Adam McPhee. 2004. Jason Had Johnson Had he been again. to Fremantle or back? Was he heading to Fremantle? In Fre- 2004, he Did he go from Essendon to Freo and then back? Back again. He, he either did that or he did the opposite, didn't he? Yeah, one or the other. I think it might have been the opposite. I think Freo, 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 yeah. Um, and then who else? Uh, Jason Johnson, 05. Scott Lucas, 06. And then Hurd's 07. David Hill, 08. And Joe Watson, 9. She's so heard one of them late into his career too, didn't he? Yeah, heard in, heard in seven for a fifth. And so did Lucas. Yeah. The last Lucas one would have been deep. Mm-hmm. What was that game that Lucas kicked eight in the line? Outrageous. Yeah. So that was 2007. Uh, Is this kicked, the Subi one? Yeah. yeah. He kicked seven in the last quarter. Yeah. Was it six in the last quarter? Whatever it was, it was madness. Absolutely ruined West Coast 2007 season because they were going to finish top two. That was the last round. That was the last game for Hurd and Sheedy. And then he West Coast ended up still winning, but they lost all the percentage that they were about to get. Yeah. And then yep. Port went and, and won that final. Uh, sorry, finished second, won the final over there. Cousins did a string. That's the right. And history. they standing in the corridor in the race. With the shooting against the wall, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. What a crazy time that was. Nah, very, very crazy. Does Gov win one this year? No, not now. Nah, missed three games. <laughs> oh, not now. Yeah, <laughs> He's of only played ten games. Yeah, yeah. Who, who wins West Coast this year? Uh, Jack Redden's going to be right there. Kelly Redden. I think Gov will be leading after yeah. X number of so, rounds. Yeah. Um, he was propping it up. Um, little concerning one just out of Gov, just while we're doing the numbers thing in terms of. Games missed. So this is Gov's games missed over the past six years. So yeah. 2017 didn't miss a game. Yeah. 2018 missed one. 2019 missed one. 2020 missed. So six. when did he sign the million? I think it was 18. 18 or 19. I think it was 18. Yeah. yeah. 2020 missed six. Last year missed seven. So 2026 was his season of 18 games too. Yeah, yeah. That's factoring that all in. So yeah, he missed six out of out of 18. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So they played 12 games. Last year missed seven. This year he's going to miss 12. So that's trending in a not great direction. Yeah. They need massive preseasons. Mm. You, like I said it last year. You break them down, West Coast players. If you none of the you know oh, don't do the 2K uh, limit training. Cause we've seen this year if they're not fit and hardened, they're no good. So mm-hmm. break them down or get them through. Yeah. You, you either make it or you won't. I suppose. 
All right, now I'm circling back to a little comment I made again for Adelaide and the two-minute warning the other day because I've had someone tweet me out with some backup. This is the Rory Laird stuff? The Rory Laird comment. <laughs> now, I'm going to... So rehash the comment for people So all I said was, is Rory Laird not a glorified... In the midfield. Mm-hmm. In the midfield, is Rory Laird not a glorified Matt Crouch? Yeah. And I went through the stats, and there was one game this season he's had more kicks than handballs. He's had games in the last six, two games, where it's been 29 handballs and 30 handballs. Mm-hmm. Now, I need to go to uh, Russ2468 on Twitter, who's um, done a compiled a graph for me. Thanks, Russ. To compare, to compare Rory We Laird, love our listeners in the world. Because Matty Crouch has been dropped this week, again, for the third time. And I watched on the weekend, and I thought he played okay. So the third time, still my had, point still is... still had about 25, but yeah, Matt Crouch is always going to have 25. Yeah. Yeah. My, my point is, it may be that I think that Adelaide are better with Laird off halfback. And where you know he used to run and tuck mm-hmm. the ball under his little wing and mm-hmm. kick it long and gaining ground, gaining gr- ground. Whereas now he's in the midfield. So Laird's kicking efficiency, our kicking percentage of disposals is thirty-seven percent. So thirty percent. So thirty-seven kicks in a hundred. I mean that's very very low. Kicking a uh, handball is averaging twenty-one handballs to Crouch is sixteen. His contested possessions up on Crouch by about eight or nine percent. Kicking efficiency is at 58%. Laird's a better kick than that, isn't he? Yep. Isn't mm-hmm. Laird a nice kick? Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he was too. Metres gained throughout the whole season. Average is 316 metres. Do you know what that equals per disposals, Rory Laird? Per disposals, metre gained. And I smacked Parrish for this. Nine metres. Not even a kick length. It's barely half a kick length. Not even a kick length is Rory Laird's average disposal distance. Mm-hmm. I love Roy Laird, but I, I don't know. I've now got the evidence there, and it wasn't just an off-the-cuff comment. Are we not better to see Roy Laird? And Matt Crouch can then play in the midfield and do that role. So you could chuck Crouch with Keys and, say, a Berry or a Are they worse off? going through there. Are they worse off? I think it's worth a try for uh, a club that's 16th And Laird can just go back to half-back do they, feel like, do they feel like they don't need Laird down there now they've got Dawson? I mean, there's no harm in having two half-backs with a good boot. But, I mean, but are they not better just to have... Because Crouch averages more clearances mm-hmm. and uh, uses the football, believe it or not, kicking efficiency better than Laird by 5%. I don't know. I just feel like Matt Crouch, I speak to him too often, he's getting the arse end of the deal in Adelaide because Laird is just doing the same thing. And now I have the numbers, thanks to my man, Russ2468 on Twitter. It's good from Russ. That is just compiled a graph for me. Yeah, that's good. I can I can see it there. It looks like a shame. And time graph. on ground is uh, in favour seven percent on Laird's side as well. So obviously his numbers are going to be inflated on more time on ground. Mm. What do you think, Laird? Uh, do they like? He's just like that bustling, like bigger. I just feel like that's where the attraction is. No, I do like Laird, but he needs to stop doing that. Yep. I was going to say, I'm about to bring him into uh, my fantasy lineup this oh, weekend. Oh, no, but so. a great fantasy player too, though. So don't yep. people get... 100%. People get confused because yep. you get really good numbers on fantasy. Yes. That you're actually playing. Any, that's yeah. why there's so many players who... like Aaron Hall. Dusty Martin, um, Fife, and those guys have never been fantasy mm-hmm. players ever. And, and, then, then, and then Aaron Hall is the opposite. Yes, of course. Yep. Jacko? Um, wouldn't be a... Footy podcast today without a little bit of buddy chats. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jordan Lewis last night listed Fremantle and Collingwood as the two clubs crying out for a key forward. Um, it's pie in the sky stuff, but could Buddy be the sugar hit? But if Lob was to leave, could Buddy be the, the sugar hit? I don't think Bud's coming back to WA. I think that's probably the case. I don't think Bud will come to Perth. So yep. 
But it could be the Shugit. I don't think it's the right thing for, for Frio either. If you're going to do that, then you may as well trade your high draft picks that are sitting in the twos. Yep. Um, what about Collingwood then? Well, Collingwood's a different story. That's an interesting one. Collingwood. Yeah, Collingwood's a good one. Um, Essendon, if they think they're... Can you imagine Bud playing at Essendon and Essendon. Collingwood? <laughs> like, Could he tell, he's tortured Essendon more than any other club that he's mate, tortured. And yeah, he's tortured Hawker, lots of clubs. Hawker would come out of retirement <laughs> and go, like, this is the time I feel most comfortable in my career is when Franklin's <laughs> on my team. Um, but I, I just feel like it was some big gangbuster report yesterday that... They're at loggerheads, Swans and Franklin. But you go, righto. They was Bud wants seven hundred. They've offered five hundred. Isn't it just the great? We'll meet at six we'll six fifty somewhere in the middle. Is that just not like the typical negotiations? I would have thought so. I, I don't think and I've then, known anyone really who goes to a negotiating table with a football club, and you sit there and you sit down, and Tom Harley or whoever's in charge at the Sydney Swans slides a bit of paper across the table and goes. 750, Franklin. Yeah, oh shit, beautiful, done. We're signed. 30 yeah. seconds. See you later. Like, that's just what happens. <laughs> it's exactly like it's business. And, and it's also business to, if you are in those negotiations, it might be in your interest just to leak a little bit of that out to the media and have that yes, come out and of go, course. oh, wow, would Sydney really turn their back on Franklin? No. Yeah, absolutely. Of course they're going to come to the party. No, don't worry. I've dropped a couple of Sport FM bloody <laughs> interests. <laughs> 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 Don't laugh. I'm mad. Uh, you listen to Sport FM? <laughs> um, I love Sport FM. I, I, I listen to it. Yeah, I enjoy it. Probably yeah, not as much as I used to, but love a bit of Sport yeah, FM. Yeah. What about when the cricket's love on? Love the Shield. When the cricket's on, I bloody love it. Yep. Yeah, the Shield. Or even when they do a um, a Premier game. They used to go and do the Premier games. I had no idea who the players were. And I used to love listening to it. Something anyway. about cricket on the radio. Yeah, it? it doesn't matter who it is. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's brilliant. Yeah. Um. Let's do the hardball gets. Hardball, hardball bets. bets. Thanks to the Tab Touch app. Should probably just let the sting do the talking there. Um, I'm going to go back to basics. I'm doing for Rhino, so you'll do, Jacko, you'll do for. Is it time we scrub Rhino's head off it? Probably. Or just put your it's head a, sort it's of a good next to head, it. Though. It's a better looking head than mine, Rhino. It's bigger than it used to be. <laughs> Did you see the big uh, page three lead in the paper yesterday? Oh, the what about Rhino? me having a conversation? Is this about the um, Commonwealth Games? Commonwealth yep. Games, yep. Nightly show on seven. So he was up. saying Make he's sure doing 12 in. to midnight shift. Mm-hmm. And I thought he meant 12 to midnight <laughs> the other way. So I was like, mate, who's watching the stupid Commonwealth Games between 12 and 3 a.m. in the morning? <laughs> and he's like, there's heaps of medals given out there. And I was like, who the hell's doing anything at 3 a.m.? Like, why would they do medals then? Turns out they had the wrong time zone. <laughs> yeah. So it's a pretty busy time of the day. Anyway, sorry. Well, if you're listening, Rhino, and you got through the slander, um, I'm taking Hawthorne to beat West Coast, which is a lock it in, Eddie, name your price. Um, and then Gold Coast 1 to 39 against Essendon. Those odds are kind of pretty much 50 50, which surprised me. I feel like Gold Coast deserves to be favourite there. Um, so Suns by one to thirty nine into the Hawks. It's paying an even three dollars. Not massively exciting, but just need to get back on the winners. You want to be on the winners? Are you in the negative or positive? I was on the positive when yeah. I last looked a couple of weeks ago. Might have just slipped. Yeah, just yeah, so might a nice week. little nice little three dollar boost for you. Yeah, back in there. Need to get back in there. In the good side, Jack. Are you got anything floating around? Or are we meant to go. Yeah, you go. All right, this one's paying seventeen dollars. Uh, I'm going to go the Bulldogs to mm-hmm. beat St Kilda. Tick. Adelaide at home to beat Collingwood. <laughs> Oh, I know, I know. It makes you nervous. I Collingwood get it. have been, and there was a bit floating around on Twitter 
in the past couple of days about Collingwood's luck in close games. Close games and, on their and way. that they might yeah. start regressing to the mean. So that was why last week, too, Darcy Moore was out, and obviously Degoe was out. Yep. And the line against, I know North Melbourne are hopeless, was 59 50 points. Odd, yeah. And yeah. I said, oh, I'll have a little bit of within 59. Never thank in you. doubt. Uh, yeah, ne- it was never in never doubt. In uh, doubt. So, right, so Adelaide at home, that's a roughy 250. Mm-hmm. Carlton to beat the Cats. Yeah, don't mind that. Yeah, it's a roughy, too. And then that. Sydney with an eight and a half point head start over Freo. That gets you $17. So you put your tenor on that, that's $170 in your account. Mm. Thank me later. Don't mind it. Jack, you got something for Go us? Go buy the flowers. Uh, yeah, I'm going um, north. The interim coach in Richmond and beat. Oh, Patch Adams to get it done. 40 point head start. Okay. North at the line against Richmond. What, just a one legger? Yep. Keeping it simple. Down. Straight up and down. Don't you, mind you, it. Rich, Richmond don't beat up on teams. Even no. when Richmond are at their absolute so, best. So hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I just need to go back to a night here on a Friday night in Perth not too long ago. Yeah, they beat up okay. on them. <laughs> that, that one's a bit of an asterisk. <laughs> I sat through two and a half hours of an absolute slaughter <laughs> job. When you started counting premiership players. Yeah, yeah that um, was when yeah. they 20. It was bloody <laughs> impressive. Tom Lynch could have, could have kicked 15 that night. It's a bit like everything with West Coast. They're the asterisks on, yeah, okay. uh, on the it, season. Well, year. he's not playing, so he doesn't kick 15 on the weekend, and I reckon right North on. get close. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. I don't mind it. That's a watch. Uh, gentlemen, we'll wrap it up. Jacko, thanks for filling in. Dave, pleasure, pleasure as always. Yes. And thank you very much to our listeners as well. And thanks also to our friends at Mazda and the Mazda BT50 SP, completely packed for work and the weekend. Enjoy your weekend of footy. We'll chat to you next week. 